uh, part of the pandemic gives me quite a bit of hope um, because I heard an aphorism, a, a saying once that if you want to go far, go together. If you want to go quickly, go alone. And with, with natural resources in the state of the planet, we need to go far quickly. <laughs> From UW Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge. Today on the pod, sustainability during the pandemic. We reached out to students, faculty, and staff across all three UW campuses. We asked each person the same set of questions. The answers we received are honest, insightful, and suggest a way forward when it comes to sustainability in a post-pandemic world. Use of the word sustainability grew in the 1970s following the publication of a report named The Limits to Growth. An organization called Club of Rome tasked a team of researchers with three objectives, including looking at, quote, likely outcomes of contemporary economic, and industrial policies with a view to influencing changes to a sustainable lifestyle, end quote. The report's authors define sustainability within a context of population growth and the Earth's carrying capacity. Quote, it is possible to alter these growth trends and to establish a condition of ecological and economic stability that is sustainable far into the future. The state of global equilibrium could be designed so that the basic material needs of each person on earth are satisfied and each person has an equal opportunity to realize his individual human potential, end quote. Perhaps the most common definition of sustainability comes from the United Nations Brundtland Commission, which in 1987 said, quote, humanity has the ability to make development sustainable to ensure that it meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs, end quote. This definition has since been amended by the World Summit on Social Development to include fair business practices, social commitments by business to community and employees, as well as the responsible use of resources. This is a very brief history of the word sustainability. With this history in mind, let's move to our first question, which, as you may have guessed, asked folks to provide their own definition of sustainability. Here then is Lauren Rowe, Fiscal and Operations Coordinator at UW-Seattle, Hannah Koch, Fiscal Specialist at UW-Tacoma, and Jason Frederick Lombacher, Lecturer at UW-Bothell. Sustainability to me is the intelligent and thoughtful usage of natural resources um, that enable the resources to be available without excess depletion for future usage. Um, to me, over the years, it has also expanded to include the health and well-being of the communities that are making, farming, producing these resources for our consumption. To me, it's not very sustainable if it still includes unfair wages, unsafe working conditions, or child labor. You know, if you were to Google the term, there are hundreds of definitions, and I think that um, it really depends on the lens that we look at it through. I know that there are different facets of sustainability. There's a human component that has to do with, you know, education, access, human capital. Um, there's a social aspect that has to do with our relationships and our ability to, 
act as individuals and collectively um, there's an act economic component and of course uh, the environmental component and protecting and preserving natural resources. But I basically think of it, um, I try to think of it in terms of meeting our current needs without compromising the ability of, you know, future generations to do so for themselves. So my first sort of stab at this question, uh, at the way I slice into it a little bit, is to think about differences between um, um, minimum sustainability and um, maximum sustainability. And, and for the minimum, I'd like to think of it in terms of of, of just sort of mere survival. Um, and I'm uh, thinking about survival for the widest possible variety of of life forms um, on the planet. Um, so I think definitely c taking into consideration um, biodiversity, uh, but also taking into consideration um, um, landscape diversity, seascape diversity, um, all the biomes um, that exist uh, on the planet, um, and having a minimum capacity to survive into the future with all the threats that, that are looming that come from climate change, uh, that come from stress on, on biological systems, uh, and the biggest, uh, maybe one of the biggest ones also, it's connected to both of those other ones, um, is just the, the human f footprint and the human development. Um, and the second sort of approach to sustainability is to think about it in sort of maximal terms. So sort of distinguishing between minimum focusing on survival and maxim, uh, maximal terms focusing on um, uh, flourishing. So not just surviving, but thriving uh, in, in a deep kind of way, um, thriving into the future, um, having the, the agency to, uh, is in, in the language I think that's helpful, um, to develop um, uh, to, to self-develop on, on, on in a species' own own terms, um, and obviously for human beings, we've got lots of things going on in our in our in our world that means means many things. Uh, but I think for a lot of other species, it's just simply uh, the uh, ability for them uh, to uh, exist as members of the web of life, uh, and to um, uh, to develop according to um, uh, with that minimal sort of intervention by by human uh, by human uh, hands. Uh, and so that flourishing would take place with the widest possible variety of life forms. And my vision of sustainability would this be perpetuating into the, into the future. Many states and countries enacted some form of lockdown during the early months of the pandemic. Schools and businesses were closed. Large gatherings were discouraged or even prohibited. In short, the world stayed home. And this had a marked impact. A study published in the journal Earth System Science Data estimates carbon emissions in 2020 fell by about 7% when compared to 2019 emissions levels. This good news comes with a caveat. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, carbon levels would have likely been the highest on record if not for the pandemic and subsequent lockdowns. This may seem deflating, but consider a Reuters news article from April of 2020, which says the Burpee Seed Company sold more seeds in March of that year than at any other time in the company's 144 year history. The pandemic got people interested in gardening and in being outside. A few studies have already been conducted that show the pandemic increased interest in both nature and larger environmental issues. Now, 
Will this interest last as the pandemic fades into the rearview mirror and folks can once again travel or go to a museum? It's tough to say, but it feels like there is momentum. For question two, we asked folks to talk about their own experience with sustainability during the pandemic. Are they more or less sustainable? What has worked and what hasn't? Julie Ira, a UW Seattle student, is up first, followed by UW Bothell student Monty Amer, then UW Tacoma student Genesis Gonzalez, and UW Tacoma staff member Hannah Coach. In the beginning of the pandemic, I found it challenging to find ways to be sustainable because I didn't feel like I had the same resources as I did when I was in person. But after transitioning to life in quarantine, I found myself becoming more sustainable. Life slowing down allowed me to become more conscious of my daily decisions, small tasks and actions that I would usually not give a second thought, such as grocery shopping or taking out the garbage. They suddenly became much more intentional. I think the pandemic forced me to take a step back from my usual busy life and take a break. I was so used to functioning in a fast-paced environment that when everything shut down, it was definitely a shock. All of a sudden, I had a lot of time on my hands, and so I learned to invest that free time into new hobbies. I ended up starting my own garden at home, and gardening was both a learning experience and a leisure activity. It was definitely a great way to get some time outdoors after being on Zoom all day, and it allowed me to become more in touch with the food I ate. The process of spending time growing and caring for your food helped me appreciate what I ate and the work that went into growing it. And so it was a gateway to learning more about sustainable agriculture. During this pandemic, I feel like I am about the same amount um, as sustainable as I was before. Um, I'm consuming more food. So I feel like that is creating me to become less sustainable in some ways because I don't need all this food that I'm eating. Um, But at the same time, I am driving less. I'm staying around my local community way more. I'm not going out of town. I'm not leaving the state at all, really. And so I feel like in that regard, it's making me more sustainable. So there are gives and takes here. Um... But overall, I'd say I'm, I'm about the same amount as I was before. I've definitely seen myself buying more things, um, you know, things that I don't necessarily need and things that aren't necessarily like environmentally friendly. I don't need to buy, you know, a $2 tank top from H&M. But during this pandemic, oversight and to see where is the end, like where and how do we take care of ourselves that doesn't feed into consumerism. It doesn't feed into a wasteful, you know, attitude that we all, a lot of us have, you know, I've definitely, um, you know, seen a lot of my friends are like, oh my God, I spent so much money because I was bored at home and I bought a bunch of stuff off of, you know, places like Forever 21 or Shane or like just things that like, you know, you just know that there's no way that you can sustainably make a garment for $2, $5. There's no way. But it's like, because of the way that we are socialized, a lot of us feel like this is our only way to soothe ourselves. 
when it comes to consumption and waste, I do the very best I can, but I've had to learn um, to be forgiving with myself when it comes to, you know, rinsing out every plastic container for recycling, um, for, you know, ordering in and having copious amounts of either styrofoam or plastic that's, you know, carrying my food. Um, Because uh, an issue that we're not super aware of on an individual level and varies from municipality to municipality and city to city, county to county, state to state, is how waste is managed. And it's really beyond, it's one of those, it's beyond the control of the individual. And I try to cultivate sort of the patience and um, outlook that my grandmother would, which is, you know, focus on those things which you can control. So you do your best, you do your due diligence. But the fact of the matter may be that waste management is poor where you live and maybe they don't recycle. Did you know that UW Tacoma has a giving garden that supplies fresh food to the campus pantry? Or that UW Bothell is working to support native pollinator populations and habitats across its campus? UW Seattle has a lot going on which makes the interactive sustainability map on its website so useful. Just click on the icons and you'll get information about different sustainability features on campus. We'll drop a link to the different sustainability pages in the episode description. For our third question, we asked respondents to talk about sustainability in their day-to-day lives. Lauren Rowe is first, then Julie Ira, Monty Amer, Genesis Gonzalez, and finally, Jason Frederick Lombacher. To be more sustainable, when I moved to Seattle a few years ago, I got rid of my car, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, it was, it is um, so much nicer to just if to to not have one. Um, if you are in the position to to be able to do that, I would highly suggest it. Um, on the rare occasion that I do need a vehicle, I just rent one, and that's been working out great for me. It also has helped me save hundreds of dollars a, a month with all of the different fees and insurance and gas. And so I've been able to put that money towards living in an apartment that's more centrally located. So um, it has been a lifestyle shift for me, which has been really wonderful. Um, And I know not everybody is in a position to be able to do that, but if you can, um, I would highly suggest it. It really, it, it makes your life so much less stressful and it's so much better for the environment. Even though my life has become busy again with online classes and work, I like to balance out the time I spend on Zoom by continuing the intentional living practices that I learned um, during quarantine over the summer. I am currently trying to shift my diet to become a vegetarian, so I've been experimenting with more vegetarian recipes and focusing on buying only organic products when shopping. Getting involved in environmental organizations and campus initiatives has also been a great way for me to actively engage in sustainability while remaining remote. Currently, I am the external director of a student environmental advocacy club at the University of Washington called the Green Greek Representative Program, Um, and I lead a group of students who work towards creating a more sustainable Greek community. I also try to... um in a sense, boycott companies that do not have a real legit sustainability concept. It's pretty easy for me to tell 
um, what companies are using uh, sustainability as a marketing tactic for them. And so in that regard, I do a little bit of homework, maybe just search online, you know, on YouTube, what are a certain companies' uh, sustainability practices. And there's a lot of videos out there that expose companies on how, um, how, how they're wasting so many resources and they're making factories that are not sustainable. They're not using sustainable practices to, to, sh- to ship their goods and what have be. And so in that sense, I do boycott certain companies that don't have a legit sustainability concept because it does not make sense for our future or our present to be like making goods that we don't necessarily even need um, that are wasting energy and they're wasting our resources. I think the biggest thing for me is just watching where my money is going um, and who I'm supporting and especially with just staying aware of what's happening. I think um, with like businesses and companies, you know, like a lot of companies and especially I think the biggest thing for me as a woman who's really into fashion and really into just that stuff, I've really been watching where I'm buying my clothes from um, and where they're sourcing their stuff from uh, and the way that they ultimately like treat their workers because um, in my opinion, sustainability also has a lot to do with the way that people are treated because um, you know, environmental stability will mean one thing for here of, of us in the U S it'll mean a completely different thing for poor countries in, you know, the global South or, you know, what have you, like, these are the countries that are going to be uh, greater affected by climate change. I have left the house and I typically leave the house about once a day um, um, in in the mornings and I go on sort of a a, a long run walk kind of thing. I'll run for a while and then I'll walk for a long while and I'll run for a while and this will typically take because you know, I have a little bit more luxury of time, which is uh, one sort of benefit, I guess, of the, of the pandemic. It's kind of slowed things down a little bit. And I've had the opportunity to, to, to go on these longer excursions. Um, um, but that's really helped me slow down, especially the walking aspect of it. Um, and it's really helped set the mood for the, for the day. Um, it's helped me um, really develop a routine uh, and really go inward a little bit uh, deeper and I think that's a like, that's a really Im- Im- important um, important thing and if you sort of zoom out a little bit about why that's why that's important I think just generally we need to have more people develop sort of you know uh, an interior self-development that is does not have a, a material impact on the world so to develop aspects of you know uh, aspects of ourself focus on our relationships um, our ideas, our art, our creativity in a way that really does lessens the, the material footprint um, on, on the earth. So that sort of inner consciousness, you might say, um, and not sort of outward expansion and growth and sort of tied up in the, in the, in the, the larger systems as much as possible. Thank you to our guests and thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm.